For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. In Parliament today, a heated debate over a private member's motion on fuel costs. As Radio Cayman's Jevy Ebanks reports, many members were not able to participate due to having a pecuniary interest. The cost of electricity motion brought by West Bay West MP Honorable McKeeva Bush and seconded by Bodentown West MP Chris Saunders asked the government to commission an independent, knowledgeable person to examine how meter readings are conducted and how costs are computed. Madam Speaker, we cannot say we don't have good service from Caribbean Utilities Company. But Madam Speaker, there are matters of extremely high electrical bills that bears want of some kind of independent oversight of the operation there, which affects the public. But following the Premier's contribution and indication that he supports the motion, he sought a further amendment. In accordance with Standing Order 25.3, which would read as follows, be it further resolved that the government considers including a review of the fuel factor and related issues, including the cost of fuel, to be carried out by the same knowledgeable persons referred to in the preceding resolution and provide a report to Cabinet to be tabled in Parliament. But what members of Parliament thought would be a reasonably straightforward amendment was anything but, as a heated exchange related to pecuniary interests with Caribbean Utilities Company, a named company in the motion, ensued. As a result, four members of Parliament declared a pecuniary interest in CUC, which meant they could not participate in any motion or amendment related to the company. The members were Leader of the Opposition, the Honorable Roy McTigert, Deputy Leader of the Opposition, Joey Hugh, Minister Dwayne Seymour, and MP Moses Kirkconnell, who indicated they were shareholders in the company. Seconder to the motion, MP Chris Saunders argued, I am against this amendment to the motion for the simple fact that there is already a substantive motion to deal with fuel and fuel separately. And the solution that we want for that, Madam Speaker, isn't the quote-unquote knowledgeable experts to deal with it, but rather us as the members of this House, who the public comes to, who the public voted for, to find the solutions. The only other member who contributed to the debate was Minister of Planning, the Honorable J. Ebanks. Another question would be that, that I think should be on that list to ask CUC, can CUC provide any data that demonstrates their commitment in acting to the best interests of the public, ensuring that all their actions and policies are consumer friendly. The division of the vote, 10 ayes, 1 no, 1 abstention, and 5 absentees. Sir Alden McLaughlin abstained. The Honorable Bernie Bush was absent, and the four members with pecuniary interests were absent for the vote. Javi Ebanks, Radio Cayman News. Cayman's labor market spiked nearly 8% in the first half of the year. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller reports. In a statement delivered in Parliament on Wednesday, Premier the Honorable Wayne Panton said according to estimates from the Economics and Statistics' Cayman Islands Labor Force Survey Spring 2023 report, the total labor force increased by 7.9% in the past year to include just under 58,700 people as of June. Correspondingly, the overall unemployment rate dropped to 2.4% in June of this year and is expected to average 2.5% between the balance of the year and 2024 having been down significantly from the 5.7% recorded in 2021. The Caymanian unemployment rate fell to 3.7% of the labor force in June of this year, 
compared to 5.1% for the same period in 2022. Mr. Panton told MPs that Caymanians with the highest unemployment rate remain those without high school level education and further training, and Caymanians with post-secondary education, including college and university degrees, had the lowest unemployment rates. It is imperative, Madam Speaker, that we continue to chip away at Caymanian unemployment and ensure that our people are benefiting more and more from the growth and strength of our economy. It is not enough just to create jobs. We must ensure that healthy, able-bodied Caymanians who want to work are qualified, trained, and able to take up their rightful place in our labor market. According to the same ESO survey, the mid-year population of Cayman was estimated to be about 83,600 people, a 2.6% increase over the 2022 estimated figures, with Caymanians making up 46.5% of the population. Mr. Panton attributes the increase to Cayman's quick recovery following the pandemic, resulting in an influx of expatriate workers to fill jobs being created. There's no surprise that work permits increased from 26,321 in December 2021 to 36,372 in June 2023, clearly due to strong demand for labor in the hotel and restaurant industry, as well as construction, wholesale, retail, transport and storage, and financial services sectors. Total employment rose to an estimated 57,200, of which more than 37% are Caymanians. Mr. Panton says that shows that while the expat worker population grew, Caymanian employment also increased by about 3,000 jobs. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. The health minister says the illegal use of fentanyl and other opioids locally is on the rise. We believe that there is a growing recreational market for prescription opioids containing oxycodone, Percocet, and fentanyl tablets, which are highly addictive. We also believe that the benozapines, tranquilizer, and alprazolam, otherwise known as Xanax, is being regularly used as a recreational drug as well. Answering a parliamentary question this morning, the Honorable Sabrina Turner told MPs medications with oxycodone and similar tranquilizers are often prescribed for medical conditions, but the drugs are being sold illegally, often used alongside cocaine and ganja. The Misuse of Drugs Act is the primary controlling legislation, but Minister Turner says it needs an upgrade. The chief medical officer has also reported that a significant amount of controlled drugs are currently imported into the Cayman Islands as prescription medicines and aren't being monitored. The final bill left for MPs to consider this session was tabled and debated on Wednesday. A bill for an, an act to amend the Proceeds of Crime Act 2023 revision in order to reform that act in the areas of intelligence gathering and investigations to ensure that the act conforms to international best practices to clarify the evidential basis on which it may be shown that property is criminal property or is obtained through unlawful conduct to amend the act in order to protect self-regulatory bodies which are supervisory authorities from certain liability in the execution of their regulatory duties and for incidental and connected purposes. Attorney General the Honorable Sam Bulgin told MPs the proceeds of crime amendment bill focuses on strengthening collaboration between authorities for more efficient investigation and prosecution in cases of money laundering and terrorist financing. The bill was given a third reading and passed, along with the three other bills this session, the Lands Amendment and Validation Bill, the Plant Protection Bill, and the Terminal Charges Validation Bill. Still no release date for government's report examining ways to address traffic issues in the eastern districts. 
The Can Honourable Minister state when the Deloitte report with the recommendations on public transportation will be made public along with the terms of reference that formed the basis of the report. Upon receiving the necessary approvals, we will proceed to publish the report along with the terms of reference very shortly. What approvals are required? I just want to make sure that Cabinet has gone through the report and fully understands it before we issue it. Georgetown MP Joey Hugh put to Infrastructure Minister the Honorable J. E. Banks that the public release of the $200,000 report was expected in the first quarter of this year. This government actually takes it very serious that this um, transportation system has to be fixed. Madam Speaker, not only that, but we all do understand too that it takes um, funding to get this where we need and we're looking forward to putting some funding in the new budget coming up to be able to tackle this transportation system. The last update from the PACT-led administration on the Deloitte report came after a similar parliamentary question asked in May. Local firm Deloitte was awarded the contract to work on a public transportation system plan for the Cayman Islands in November 2022. And that's your evening news. For Radio Cayman, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins.